What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money, too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. Ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nino Niederreiter wins it for the Wild! Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. Dumba scores! Here comes Brian Ralston for the Wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. He blasts it home! Oh my, what a shot! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dev. With me, as always, is my snakishly attractive co-host, Zooch. And ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the world record-holding Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Zooch, how does it feel to uh, be part of a world, or, uh, yeah, a, a, a verified world record? Um, it. it- you know, it was pretty surreal. It was a very, very, very good time. Like, once again, I just got to hand it to Jack and Jake and Zane. They did a hell of a job putting this thing together. I, uh, just uh, from promoting it to getting all these people together multiple times. And, I mean, a lot of the 10K guys, we helped out but in our own ways. But this is – we're on to something here. I think I think Jack and Jake they're, and Zane, they're finding ways to, you know, get 10K out there. And we're breaking records doing it. So, you know, sky's the limit right now. So just on the off chance that somebody doesn't know what we're talking about, why don't you catch the people up if uh, somebody's right. been living under a rock? So 10,000 Takes partnered with the Minnesota Wild, actually, uh, and we held a cup snake event, much like we did for the St. Paul Saints game. You guys probably saw that on Valley Sports North. Huge snake. I mean, we, we thought that one was a big snake. I believe that was 112 feet. Well, this one was 247. And when I tell you it was nonstop people just bringing us cups, it was nonstop bringing us cups. We had, shit, 300 people just standing around this table. Everybody's cheering, screaming, yeah, more cups. Boss man gave the, the awesome speech, assembled the snake, and a bunch of the 10K guys with the help of some of our fans, which was awesome. Shout out to all you guys. But helped us get this snake built. And even people just walking by, they just started standing underneath it and grabbing it. Like, okay, we'll hold this thing up for you guys. And it really was a cool, cool, uh, fun time. But there's one little concern I had. And I, I don't know the beer vendor's name. But I don't really know if he was in sync with what was going on. But we had tables around the arena that said four snakes, or for the cups, for the cup snake, you know, four cups. I do like the idea of a table with no other context that just says four snakes. It literally (laughs) just said four cup snake put here. So whatever. 
So I go, and he's like, he's grabbing some of these cups, and I see him turning them the other way. And I'm like, he's not grabbing those to like walk them around and pour more beer into, is he? So I go over there and I just drop my cups on the top. Oh, and he goes, no. oh, no, 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 these are clean cups. <laughs> and I sit there, I looked at him, and I'm like, my guy, I, I don't think these are, uh, I, I don't think these are new cups. I've been watching people set them in there like the entirety of the time I've been walking around. Oh, no. His face just went straight. Oh, shit. I, I don't know what came of it. I don't know what it oh, even dude. gave any cups to anybody. But I just looked at that like, come on, we got to get our shit together here. <laughs> and I, like I said, it was later in the cup snake. So I think he was getting done serving beers and he was just setting his cups there. But no, beer, uh, beer guy in the upper deck. I don't remember your name. Those were, uh, it's probably a good thing that we don't remember his name. So I'm really hoping nobody nobody had to go to that guy. But if you did, you're stronger for it. So. <laughs> Got a little iron in your system. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, yeah, we're all going through this. It is what it is. I can say that a thousand times, but it was it, it did get me a little uh, get a little chuckle out of me. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever, man. You you serve that. Yeah, that's certainly a choice. Woof, that's uh, super disgusting. Another thing that's disgusting, the Wilds' performance in the greatest possible way, just absolutely shitting on the Arizona Coyotes, the Winnipeg Jets, um, great comeback performance against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New Jersey Devils. Um, This this podcast is being recorded before the Devils come to play in St. Paul. But um, since the last time that we were on on the airwaves, a lot of good things has happened have happened with the the Minnesota Wild, your favorite hockey team. Let's uh, let's let's talk uh, talk a little bit about it. First things first, I I, I got to say I got a hand up. You know, I said that the last time we recorded, I said that the, between then and now, Kirill Kaprizov would have a hat trick, and he did not have a hat trick, but he did have nineteen points or sixteen. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me, sixteen points. Just um, uh, just an absurd number. Yeah, <laughs> just an absurd number. I think he led the league in that time period. He sure did. Oh, he had a four-point night. Let, hey, let me just say this about Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, he's sixth in the league in points right now, and he's slumping. No big deal, right? But uh, you wild fans, you 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 wild fans want to lead me to believe that my 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 beautiful Russian prince is. Is squandering an opportunity, not making his paycheck. You can, uh, you can. The door's that way. He's making his paycheck. This team is first in the Central Division, and he's by a healthy first. margin. By a healthy margin. So let's just cut the crap. I'm going to say at this point, let the man cook. It's similar to last year when everyone was worried about his. Oh, he's not shooting the puck enough. Well, guess what? Started shooting the puck and scoring goals. So yeah. yes, you can have these concerns. But just keep them to yourself, please, because this guy, <laughs> he's playing at a different level. Just keep the concerns to yourself because they just don't need to be put out there. This guy, he's got the team where people want him to be. What more do you want him to do? Sure, he can put the puck in the net a few more times, but does he really need to right now? No. At, and at when the end of the day. you need him to, he's going to be there to do it. <laughs> just exactly. let's let the man, let, let, him, let, him, let him play. Yeah, that's exactly what I was no, gonna I say. I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear these uh, these couch GMs telling me that. Nah, they shouldn't have signed him. <laughs> that was a the, bad signing for nine mil. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about wins, right? 
And the best way to uh, help your team win is by creating points, whether that's goals. Obviously, goals is what everybody prefers. Goals are fun. Goals are sexy. Assists matter, though, a lot. And uh, Kirill Kaprizov currently has seven goals, 19 assists. He is on pace for 26 goals, 71 assists. That's a 97-point pace. The Wild have never, ever had anybody even come close to sniffing 100 points in a season. I'm looking looking at it right now. The most points in a season is Marion Gabrick, surprise, uh, with 83. It's an incredible yeah. season. As an, you know, it's an incredible it is season. A great season. And Kaprizov is, on, uh, is, is currently pacing to beat that by 14. The season is early. Things oh, could happen. He's, he's on pace to shatter. He's, he's on pace to just absolutely uh, demolish it. The Wild assist record is Pierre-Marc Bouchard, same year, 50 assists. Kaprizov, again, yeah. 71 assists is what he's pacing for a quarter, more than a quarter of the way through the season. It, it, it's unbelievable what, what this kid is doing. Here's the other thing. He's not doing it. He's not having this with like these like creative or like uh, un- unsustainable metrics or anything like that. Everything right. that he's doing, um, you know, if you look at his, his fancy stats, uh, what Kaprizov is doing is incredibly sustainable for him. Um, he is shooting at 10.6%. It's a little bit above league average, but that's also uh, right about his career average. He has a goals above expected of 0.3, which basically means like he's creating chances and then finishing up on those chances at about the same rate. Meaning that like what he's doing compared to what the actual results are is pretty sustainable. Um, no, I, to, to he, your point though, <laughs> he's, he's doing all this. I just want to touch in just this one comment. It's his second year in the league. <laughs> it's his second year in the league. And he's on he's on pace to just shatter the all-time points record for the Wild and shatter the all-time assist record. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted kid, to add that in his second year. Kid is absolutely incredible. Um, it, it, Put seriously, his name up there, man. Put his so, name up so there good. With, uh, with some of the top players because he's, he's one of them. I'm, I'm sick of hearing that he's not. He, he is a top player in this league. He's a great hockey player. He he's, absolutely a, he's, is. A, he's a franchise-changing hockey player. There's not a lot of those out there. Could not, not out there. I could not agree more. There, There is one player, you and I both agree, Zuch, that this is a, a great player to have on the team, is, is not somebody that we should be looking to get rid of, even though we all kind of recognize that it's probably going to happen just because of the way that uh, the league works on the business side of things. Kevin Fiala, he is actually... Look, everybody, you know, people have been saying Kaprizov and Fiala underperforming all year. Kaprizov, we have definitive proof, is not. Um, he is <laughs> on a fucking heater right now. Um, Fiala, you can kind of make the argument is, is is struggling, is slumping. But if you look at his fancy stats, what Fiala is doing is helping this team win games. Yes. Even if he's not the one that's, you know, getting the final touch or whatever. Kevin Fiala ranks second on the team in creating creating chances. His uh, yeah. expected goals for is seven point five. Um, just a quick. This is something that I thought was actually very fun because the answer is not what you would expect. But if you had to take a guess, who is leading the Wild in, in uh, expected goals? Ooh. See, I feel like since you asked, the 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 trap would be Kaprizov. It's not Kaprizov. He is third. I know. I know that's a trap. So. My uh, my my number one, I, Ryan Hartman. I mean, it's not. He's guy, leading the team in in goals, but uh, he's yeah, actually well, 
he yeah, we'll we'll touch more on Hartman in a minute. Hartman is actually right. way overperforming uh what he's generating. Yeah, but um no complaints. Kid is finishing like a champion. No, it's it's uh Marcus Felino. Yeah. Leading leading the league in uh in offense, which think of that just saying that two, three years ago that Marcus Felino, a quarter of the way through the season, would be one of the most productive offensive players in the on the team. Hell yeah. You know what? I, I, after I, as obviously we talked about, I was at the game against the Coyotes for the Cup Snakes. Uh, it's my first time watching this team in person ever. Because, yeah. I mean, the COVID last year, I'm saying this core, like this mm-hmm. group of players that we have the, here. The Billy G Vision um, team. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously we've seen, you know, pretty way that play. But that's besides the point. First time seeing Caprizo, he's insane. I just want to just say that if you haven't seen him play in person, dude, his footwork is just his edges, everything about the guy, his goal, goal just what <laughs> watching him, he was just going around the net, curved his feet, shot at the net, score. I'm like, okay, that's pretty nice. And then you watch the knee climb. Holy shit, can they control the ice? They <laughs> dump it in. Dude. You got Greenway heavy against the board. You got Felino found up, and then you got Erickson Eck. He's just six foot five giants down there, and they're just like fishing the puck out, making opportunities. Man, that line right there, I, I personally, you fucking keep that line together. You keep those three together as your number two line. You let Fiala float with Pitlick, find them a center, mm-hmm. uh, whoever it may be. I like Sturm in between those two. I think you got something cooking if you put those three, but I know they like Sturm in between Duhame and. Whatever the hell he yeah, had him before. That, like, uh, grass or whatever, yeah. but that, that it's Sturm, a fucking good team, line is, uh, yeah, you can't split them off. It's a top 15 line in the league in terms of, uh, controlling the puck. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the grief, the grief squad, yeah. the grief oh squad God. is a top 20 line. Like, personally, I mean, shit, you could, you would throw a rask in between Caprice and Zipperillo, dude. It ain't hurting them. <laughs> personally, I don't, like, obviously, it doesn't make Caprice up happy. But are you going to look at me and tell me that line doesn't produce? Like, Rask, yeah. <laughs> Zuccarello, and Capriza. I, I don't really see the outrage of having Victor Rask playing between them because every time they do, it seems like they play well or Rask will do something. I don't know, man. It's He's slow, and seeing him in person kind of really reiterates that Victor Rask is a Yeah, player. he's not a fast but, individual. But either is Zook at this point of his career. You know, sometimes you don't need the fastest line in the world to create offense. You know? Well, I mean, Kaprizov, too, as, as much as we love him, he's not the fastest. He's not the no. fleetest of foot. Um, he's, he, I will say his footwork and his edge. He's an incredible skater. Don't get me wrong, but he's. He's an incredible skater. I'm, I'm just talking like, if you know, 40-yard dash equivalent, you know, like he's, yeah, he's, right. not, gonna, he's yeah. not a burner, but he will absolutely embarrass some folks. And and then you've got Rask coming in. He's playing, you know, 10 minutes a night every other game, it feels like. And yep. he's got three goals. Like, yep. what? <laughs> he's got, dude, doesn't he have, like, he's close to 10 points? I'm Six. pretty sure he's got a couple of six. Yeah, well. Three and three. Three and three. In, what, 12 games? And, yeah, 12 games in, like, 12 games where he's, like, kind of getting relegated to, like, kind of a shit role. Not any special teams. Um, his, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he is growing on me, Dev. I'm, His I'm fancy gonna, uh, stats are Victor hilarious. Well, I bet they are, but he is—he's uh, a player that's grown on me. He really has. Uh, listen, I—I 
I, I won't go that far, but I am more than happy to admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Victor Rask because there's something about him that makes this team play differently when he's on the ice. And I don't know what that, I don't know. I can't figure out why to. they play differently. <laughs> we don't need to explain it. <laughs> and I just, I, yeah, at this point I've kind of just kind of resigned to the fact that I just don't care. Um, I, I really don't, but like, you know, obviously like he's shooting at Rask is shooting at 21%. That's not going to happen. That's not sustainable, but that's goddamn hilarious. No, and he's got good hands. Like as, yeah. as much as we rag on him, like he does have good hands. He does have good hockey sense. Um, he, he knows what he's no. doing. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, he's never going to, he's not going to be a fucking heart trophy winner as much as some people would have you believe. But, um, dude, I, what blew my mind and, and shout out to these guys. There's a, there's a contingent of people that are like legitimate. And as far as I can tell, unironic Victor Rask fans. And, uh, so shout out to the Rask cast. That's a, that's a real thing that exists is a, uh, as far as I can tell, a Victor Rask focused wild podcast. The wild podcast sphere is at the point now where there's so many that we need to start having niches. <laughs> there you go. Hey man, I I think we've ragged on Victor Rask long enough. He, he he's a human being. I sure listen, I'm not I'm I'm I this is gonna be this is gonna be like my thing with like how you are with the Leafs. This is gonna be my thing where I'm gonna like I don't want to just fucking <laughs> right. slander this man. Um by all accounts, great human being. Um he he's done more hand up. He's done more with, you know, nine and a quarter fingers than I've done with 10. Um, right. like good <laughs> dude's great. Uh, I, I a hundred percent, I'm still a little salty that it was for Nino. You know, yes. if, even if the, the outcome is exactly the same and let's say, you know, go back three years and, and, and Rask gets traded for Grandland and Nino gets traded for Fiala, right. Instead of that, this is how stupid of a, you know, idiot Homer that I am. My opinion of Victor Rask would be so much higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of me just wishes that we would have gotten like a second or a third or even a fourth round pick tagged on for Nino because looking back, it's just not a good trade one for one. It really no, is. It's a terrible trade. But it's a terrible trade. But I, I just look at Victor Rask, dude. The shit he deals with on I feel I do feel basis, for him. He 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 gets shit on continuously by the fan base, and he goes out there and he. Sure, is he the best player? No, but dude, he plays in between your top two players, and it's not like he's terrible. It's no, he's a perfectly serviceable player. Yes, he's that is the perfect word for Victor Rask. He's a serviceable player, but people expect him to be more because of who the person that was traded for him was. Hundred percent. Any situation for the fans? Yeah, we're dicks. We're assholes. This will be my last thing on Rask before we can move on. Anybody that's watched Succession will appreciate this. Every time I look at him, I just think, oh, shit, it's if Cousin Greg grew a mullet. That's what he looks <laughs> like to me. Um, so, yeah, and if you don't watch tonight. What's that? I don't think Rask in the lineup tonight, is he? I have no idea. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I'd, I'd like to see our line because uh, Zuccarello's coming back tonight. Which means Addison will no longer be playing left wing. That was an interesting experiment. Let's do it. Let's let's touch it right now. First power play unit. That was awesome. <laughs> well, I like Dean's uh, mindset with it. You bring up these cats that are, you know, they're going to be here next year. Okay. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I don't want to make a you know too much of a point. These Marco Rossi's, Matt Boldy's, 
Adam Beckman's, sorry, they're up here next year. Those players, and we have too much of a cap handcuff to not have players like that up here. Um, yeah, they'll be up with us next year. So, I don't know, man. It's The Kalen Addison playing forward was a little weird for me, but I really enjoyed seeing him out there on the power play. That was He almost had a chance where – I don't know if he was playing defense or if he was playing forward on the power play. This dude was kind of just – I was watching him. He was moving around the ice, and then I don't know who centered him, but someone centered him, put it on the tape, and he had a very good opportunity. And I don't know where he came from. I was Kid's watching this kid around the ice, and all of a sudden he's just there. Boom. I'm like, okay. I kind of like that. He's got a little bit of a nose to the net. You need someone like that on the power play. You need all of to have a nose to the net. And, and so – I've been saying it. Um, uh, our good friend State of Hoppy over the Soda Pod turned me on to him when we first got first traded for him, and mm-hmm. ever since then I've been I've been you know mentioning whatever I can. Um, I honestly I think that he's our power play quarterback of the future. Yes, he is. Well, like, don't forget about Carson Lambos, my guy. Yeah, Can you I imagine mean, having Addison run the two and Lambos run the one, or vice versa. My well, Lambos God. is Lambos <laughs> is. Lambos is what probably four years out, maybe, maybe three. I don't know. Hey, hey, I'm gonna tell you right now. If he, if, if I, I know he had you dealt with some injury stuff last year, dealt with yeah some other things. Maybe it too. was like a. I think if he's like a freak injury healthy, for Lambos, right? If he's 100 percent healthy and he's doing what he's doing, dude, I don't think he's too far off. He is a stud. Just the way he moves on the ice, he is a stud. But oh, everything that I can four years, four years might be a little too much, but I could actually see it being just because. The injury you want to you know you want to develop them a little bit you don't just want yeah. to be like hey this cat's like a, the next Kale McCarr let's bring him up right now like no that's not how this shit works and Garen is showing that he's gonna make these guys earn their stripes and I really think it's a, it, it's working right <laughs> it's working yeah. Beckman is earning his stripes he comes up he got an assist in the game with us um, Duhame earned his stripes you know a couple years. He's up here making an input. Um, mm-hmm. Even Nico Sturm, for that matter, too. I know we brought him up in, um, what was it, three years ago from Clarkston? He played a little bit up here, but then made his name, you know, HL for you. Yeah, you the, the, classic, the, the classic uh, undrafted free agent move came up as a reserve. Yeah, I think it was Dude, three years ago. Wow. I, I was going to ask you this, actually, now that we're on the pod. Do, are you yeah. aware, did, was Ben Myers drafted by the Minnesota Wild? The guy from the Gulfs? Uh, I saw someone saying he's going to be our – he's going to be one of the guys they call up late season, it looks like. They, they might bring up. And I was like, I don't know about all that. Uh, he's, a, he's a really good player. Let's see. Well, do we own the rights to Ben Myers, or is he going to be another uh, – As far as I can tell, he hasn't been drafted. <laughs> well, there you go. There's another guy I think the Wilds should keep their eyes peeled for. Because that <laughs> – Well, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why. He's 23. His draft year would have been like four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, um, no, um, Ben Myers, man. I saw someone saying uh, the Wilds should definitely take a look at him late season. I don't. It might have been just a fan saying it, so I don't know. Well, but, I mean, shit. Yeah, he's a point of game player through. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking good player, man. I don't know. You don't watch college hockey too much, do you, Dan? Uh, no. I I would love to watch more of it, but um, yeah, yeah. He's he's Got been get it where you're at. He's been at or just under a point of game player pace for three years. No. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little story about Ben Myers. I watched his Delano team play. God, what year was that? They were one of the best teams in the state. 
Uh, he was there from 13 to 17. So, um, so it, it had to have been a senior year. It had to have been 17. 17, he had 100 points. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he was insane. He was insane, dude. And, and here, this, this is why this story is so cool. This is why Minnesota's the, the hockey scene in Minnesota, you are not going to find any better. And this is exactly why. I don't know if you remember this from 2017. The Monticello Moose. They were a... I want to say a, a seven and something team. I, they weren't very good. They were, well, maybe they were, I can't remember. They were not ranked. They were not ranked anywhere. Delano had one loss all season. They had Ben Myers. They had all these guys that were just studs. U of M yeah. recruits, Wisconsin recruits. Well, Monticello took them out. Ben Myers looked like a non-factor out there. And Monticello went on to lose to Hermantown in the championship on an overtime goal. So <laughs> this team from Monticello went, God, ran man. the table. And this is why Minnesota high school hockey, there's nothing The better. tournament is, the, that there hockey is tournament better. is incredible. It's seriously, it's one of the best things ever. There's nothing better, man. And it, it, just watching that game was a 3-2 to two win for Monticello. And just the crowd was going nuts for this team for Monticello. Yeah. And it, I just thinking for the kids, like, this has got to be the coolest moment of their lives. And then not only to beat the number two team in the state, they go on to beat the number three team in the state and then take Hermantown, who is a powerhouse in every way. Yeah. Take them to OT and almost beat them. So that's a cool little tidbit going off on a tangent with Ben Myers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good signing I think the Wilds should take a look at after the season's over because, yeah. you know, you need, you're going to need cheap, undrafted people to kind of take some, you know, fourth-line roles here in the upcoming years. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, our uh... – Billy G and Judd Brackett have been doing a really, really good job of building the team out. Um, one thing that I, I I wish that we still had, and I can't remember his name, the goalie that was uh, Philip Lindbergh. Lindbergh, yes. Yeah. National title. Um, hey, that's Natty title, Philip Lindbergh. National you. champion, <laughs> Philip Lindbergh. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's put it this way. Uh, if we had actually been able to keep him in the system, um, we would be so incredibly deep at every position. <laughs> yeah, like every our <laughs> literally every position. I understand why he doesn't want to do that, especially now. You know, obviously this is before the draft and before we brought in, uh, you know, the 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 right. the wall that is just for Wallstead. Wallstead, yeah. but man, if we'd been able to keep him here, goal our goaltending would look incredible. Um, I do want to talk. That's why I want to. That's why I brought him up, though, is because I do. I do want to talk about goaltending a little bit. Not great on paper. They have at the end of the day. Look, I hate. I hate with the exception of baseball and like pitcher wins. I hate when it's like quarterback wins, goalie wins, whatever. Yep. Pitcher wins. I I don't love, but I can kind of get it because a pitcher win is literally just me versus you, and right. if I do that twenty seven times, cool. Everything else, I do, I hate it. I hate it so much. Quarterback um, wins is the dumbest one. Quarterback wins is terrible. Goalie <laughs> wins terrible. is not good. Um, and then you see bullshit, too, in, in the NBA where it's like, you know, Jordan has this many finals wins. It's like, well, yeah, he was on that many finals fucking teams. Like, don't get me wrong, Jordan yeah. is the reason that they won, but yes. not the only reason. Right. Anyway. Same with LeBron, too, going that right. point. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. it's a team. Yeah, some of his teams have been bad, but LeBron has had great players on a lot of his teams. So yeah. let's just pump the brakes with, oh, yeah, he has this many. No, his teams do. Right. Yeah, so I'm circling back, with you. circling back at the end of the day, wins are all that matters. So, like, yeah. if, you know, 
our goaltending has has not been great. It hasn't been terrible. I said I said when we had follow us on that Talbot was not playing as good as he was last year, and he let in a couple softies. I have the data to prove that that I that I was right. Um, he ranks twenty fifth in the league and goals saved above, above expected. That doesn't mean he's playing bad. And more importantly, like we've like we've all kind of noticed that like uh, there's that stat that he's only let in like four goals in the wild or down or something crazy like that. Um, Talbot is like basically he's playing perfectly fine most of the time. And then when the wild need a clutch save, he steps up um, on the when the wild are on the kill and the other team has a power play. Talbot is sixth in the league in goals saved above expected. And that's factoring in the wild uh, penalty kill is allowing a league leading expected goals against of uh, almost 15. Part of that is because they're on the kill fucking eight times a night. And part of that is because they're, they're letting in chance, you know, at least early on, they've, they've tidied it up quite a bit now, but um, they were letting in a lot of early, easy chances. Uh, Talbot is playing really, really well on the kill. On the power play, the Wild actually let up the fourth most uh, expected goals against on the power play, meaning that uh, Talbot sees more shorty shots against than anybody except for three goalies, and he ranks second, uh, hasn't given up a shorty all season, thank God. Um, Yeah, you better knock on some wood because now Yeah, yeah, no, I hate that I said that right before the Devils are coming to town. Um, (laughs) Well, Fuck. hey, Capo's playing tonight, so we're good. That's true. Yeah, this one affect Cam, uh, Capo. No. Um, and then uh, Cam ranks Cam ranks eighth in five on three and six on five against. So, like, basically, whenever the other team has more guys out there, Cam steps up, plays really, really well. And whenever they need a clutch save in a big moment, he's making those saves. And ultimately, that's much more important than like he lets in a weird soft goal in the first period. No, that's um, kind of that's. I was going to add that too because it's like yes, it it it's worrisome. There's context. I mean, there's context and there's timing when you're a goalie. You know exactly. Sure, you could have great numbers, but if you're letting in a softie like Devin Dubnik was in his final, let's just say season and a half with the Wild, because I really am not the huge Devin Dubnik hater at all. I think no, he I did a great guy. job for us for three and a half years. Yeah, about. And then he kind of fell apart, but. It's not like we're having Devin Dubnik esque, like, oh wow, we played so good tonight, and then two softies in the wild lose three two. It's yeah. not that's not so much, that's not what is happening. He's letting in a softie, maybe if you want to call him soft. He's letting in goals. He's letting in. He's letting in. Maybe softie is too harsh, and right. I'm I'm walking back my take originally with following us a little bit. Um, he's letting maybe, in goals. Yeah, maybe softie is a little bit too harsh, but he's letting in savable shots. Right. Um, not necessarily like, oh, I can't believe he didn't get that, but right. ones that he definitely could have, not the worst, not the best. Um, and as a result, you know, in all situations, yeah, he's, he's 25th in, uh, in, in gold saved above expected. He's playing fine. That does factor in, like, I'm sure I didn't go through and look. Right. I'm sure that there's like a goalie that like, played two games and was just fucking lights out like a rookie or something. I'm, I'm sure of that. I didn't go through and, and double check that, but um, I would imagine that that's the case. Uh, Capo. And I don't want to be too negative on the guy because I still actually believe in big cock. Um, 
and and so does Dean, which, by the way, uh, the reason I bring Capo up uh, for the second time this year and the first time in back-to-backs on home ice, Hackney gets the start in, in consecutive games. So, like, Wait, they, fuck, yeah. They're back-to-back? Tonight's not a back-to-back. It's like he had two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. I was just making sure I didn't miss a game because I know we play the Oilers after this one. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. We got I, the Oilers on Saturday. Um, oh, Saturday. That's I do believe. Fun. I thought it was Sunday. Maybe it's Sunday. Hopefully not Sunday. Well, actually, the, the Lions play the Vikes. So let's uh, no, it's Lions. fucking Tuesday. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, Whoopsies. That's my bad. Uh, oh, we got um, the Leafs on Saturday. Of the wrong oh, Canadian team. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I say this knowing that that the Kakinen does appear to be on the up and up. Like it seems like he's goalies, and I say this, you know, not the same thing. But I was a pond hockey goalie, big deal, obviously, uh, super big deal. But like, also, I played. Uh, I was a goalie for, in lacrosse, you know, at the at, in college. So like, Jesus Christ, you psychopath. Yeah. So I in lacrosse. <laughs> goalies are fucking nut jobs. Nut jobs. And, <laughs> And so much of being a goalie is the just like un like unbelievable arrogance that it takes to be like, hey, um, I have I'm gonna give up, you know, however many square foot of space that there is. There and and like the shooters have the advantage, and I'm gonna beat them, you know, in right. hockey and in, in hockey, I'm gonna beat them 92 times out of 100. Like that takes a fucking a, a little bit of arrogance in the best way. And if your confidence gets shattered, which, you know, Kakos did because he got fucking shelled that blues game last year. And then I was, is that, I think it was like eight, one. I think he's gotten, he actually has gotten shelled by the blues a couple, a couple times. times. Um, yeah. So, but ever since then he went from like a 12 game winning streak to this like ridiculously terrible stretch of hockey, stretch. Really. And he's he's put together three good games in a row. And this is the first time that he's going to be able to have like consecutive starts uh, after coming off of like where it's like not necessary. Well, um, I, I like the play by Dean, though. Do you, I, I was kind of I do too. you like the play because I think love it. Cam Talbot. We need Cam Talbot on Saturday night. That, that's a game against the Maple Leafs. A very high-flying offense right now. They just dropped eight, I believe, last night. Right. Eight on the Colorado Avalanche. That yeah. Is not Thanks for coming, season. Colorado. Yeah. Thanks for coming is right. <laughs> but um, I did see our good friend Dom Lashushin had a hell of a tweet. Uh, it was just great because he's making fun of Colorado fans. He tweeted, uh, you ate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> ate to see it. I love That's it. That's good. Great wordplay from friend Dom. This is going to be another one of those things where, like, yeah, Capo's uh, numbers look terrible. Um, I think when you put in the context of, like, he was he was atrocious to start this season. I love the guy, but he was very bad. And mm-hmm. he has gotten a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And he's put together three good games in a row. And, you know, hopefully tonight and, you know, by the time you're listening to this, it'll already have happened. And maybe I look like an idiot or hopefully I look like a genius. Uh, he continues on that. But what is the reason that I like the move so, so much is like you said, like Dean is putting the faith in him. Like, yes, we need, we need cam on Saturday, but it's not a back to back. And we have seen Dean go to cam, you know, on uh, a a Monday, a Thursday and a Saturday before we've seen him do that. 
Well, especially especially when he got the night off on Tuesday. Exactly. You know, he got the night off. So he now, so now Cam is going to be coming in on essentially a week's rest. Who's to say what you know how this all all, all all works out? But I really like the move. I think it's a good move for Capo's confidence, and I think that's what he needs more than anything. Um, if we're being honest, like this is a team that the, the you know the Devils are a good team. I think they're not a playoff team in part because their division is a juggernaut. Um, oh yeah. And in part because they're probably still one or two years away from being like a legit, really, really good team. But I do think that they're a good team. They're a dangerous team. We can't just take them lightly. And it's a test. And it's it's different than the Coyotes. Like we knew that the Coyotes, we were just going to shit pump them. Obviously, you know, he lets in the first goal and everybody gets a little bit anxious. Like, oh God, is is, is this happening again? Is is Capo about to break down? And then he was pretty damn good the whole rest of the game. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's playing better. He gets better. He gets a little more confidence in him. And I think that Dean having the confidence to go to him and say, Hey, we're going to have you take on, you know, not, not an elite team, not the Maple Leafs, not the Avalanche, Vegas, Edmonton. Sure. It's a team, but it's it's a a good team. It's a good, it's a, it's an NHL caliber team. (laughs) With young talent and veteran talent, actually. If you yeah. look at it, they got Dougie Hamilton, PK Subban, uh, yeah. Hughes, yeah, exactly. Eshire. I mean, man, this ain't a slouch team. They got players. Exactly. But, and and um, so for Dean to do that, I think that'll only help his confidence. And do you remember who played who was in net when we were when we played them in Jersey? Was it Capo? Hmm. I'll look Might it up. Might have been. Uh, Cam was in net against the Devils before. I forgot. I couldn't remember who it was. I just remember that they had a fucking night. That was the night that he got absolutely peppered. Uh, he had 40 yeah, saves and a 952 shutout. Or 952 save Yeah, percentage. and that, that's part of the reason I took Topo Kakinen over 26 and a half saves tonight. Because I said last time we played, this team put a lot of pucks on net. So yep, let's hope Topo doesn't get pulled. Because as long as he plays the whole game... You should get over 26 and a half saves. And I, I, 27 yeah. saves. Not I like that. Because there, I have a, a, a buddy at work, before I was going to the game, he wanted to play some money on it. Because he was like, oh, you're going, I'll play some money on it. I'm like, all right, you're going to hammer over goals. Hammer. Because yep. it's yeah. going over. And you're going to hammer the wild puck line. Because we're winning, or not, yeah, puck line meaning one and a half goals. Mm-hmm. So just hammer both. Dude, put your bank account down. Come back today. He's like, hey, thanks for the free 500. Put 250. Fuck. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I didn't mean that much, but shit, okay. Uh, I was like, Good for okay. him, man. So I was Jesus. Like, well, next time I'm giving you advice, I'm going to have to dial it back because I got a way too cocky there. At least Let me get a cut. That's what I would right. say. I should have said that, but I, I was just so confident. When me and my girlfriend were on the way, we were like, ah, got the new cat at home, you know. I want to leave yeah. it home for too long. We're like, oh, we should get out of there midway through the third, beat traffic. I'm like, oh, I'm not against that, you know? And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, they're going to shit pump them anyway. Looking at it, midway through the third, I'm like, okay, see you later. This game's over. Turn it on in the car, and I'll listen to the rest. You know, what do I need to see them win against the Coyotes? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I saw all the goals. I saw everything I need to. Now let's beat these 18,000 nutcases. Um, I did tell I, her, you know, for the rest of the season when we do catch games, that, that that's not going to happen. No. We're yeah. going to play Arizona every game. Part, part, of, it, part of it is just because, like, I, I only get to go to one, maybe two hockey games a year. 
Uh, at least like NHL games, I can go to the checkers games or whatever. And they're a good time. Uh, so part of it is that, and I'm just like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about leaving early because I only, but I only get like two a year. So I can, I kind of get it. Um, actually, uh, Ian, our, our, our friend Ian that we had uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the Panthers, he, he was at that Panthers, uh, lightning game the same night where the Panthers going into the third period are down four one. And he, he was there with a friend and his friend convinced him to leave and he, they caught traffic and they still didn't get home. And so he had to listen to the entire third period in his car in standstill traffic as they came, come back and, and, and score four goals to win in regulation. Oh my God. No, that, uh, that sounds all too familiar. Um, but five, six, seven years ago when the twins had Brian Dozier, oh, remember yeah. that uh, walk-off home run he hit against the Tigers. We were down seven to one yeah but it, it, like it was the one where Bert said this is the greatest moment in target field in years <laughs> and uh yeah your boy left in the bottom of the seventh inning and mm. i got home turned the game on so i was like wow i haven't got the alert then you know the game's over yet because on your iphone it'll alert you blah blah blah. final score right. i'm like that's fucking weird turn the game on dozer's hitting his walk-off home run i'm like are you shitting me i'm like i left this <laughs> game but yeah. yeah, no, I definitely get that one. I just yeah. want to touch on one more thing, Dev, before we Absolutely. head into wild takes. Dev, what are your thoughts on JT Miller? Okay, so <laughs> I I talked a little bit about this with Spoke Z on the Minnesota Rundown as I was guest uh, hosting that um, because it was uh, recorded right before the Cup Snake game. Okay. If you haven't listened to that, the basic gist is I I'm assuming that you're referring to the rumor of the rumored trade of, of uh, Kevin Fiala plus something for JT Miller, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be we're giving up Fiala. I'm just wondering like JT Miller, if it comes to the price, what are your thoughts on getting them on the Minnesota Wild? I- if we can get JT Miller on the, the Wild, there are very few circumstances where I say let's not do that. He's a he's a yeah. very he's a very, very good yeah. player. He's a he's a very, very good player. He immediately bolsters our center depth a ton. Um dude, you put him on the first yeah. line between Caprizov and Zuccarello and you call it a fucking day you say here you go yeah and there's your top line and then you, you run the greek squad out after him and then you have yeah some sort of like a, a new hames sturm and come on and then a fiala yeah, hartman it's... somebody else yeah. you know goudreau dude, pitlick at that point we have an embarrassment of riches so here's the th- yeah here's the thing i i don't see a way that <laughs> vancouver vancouver like jim benning's a fucking idiot but I don't see how yes, yes. I don't see how that trade happens without either Fiala or Greenway possibly both going back. Fiala makes yep. a ton of sense from both a money standpoint and like an asset standpoint. Um, you know, Vancouver they will be able they'll free up a, whatever money they could always use a little bit more star power. You know, they, they're right. stupid enough to think that they can, you know, have Fiala for at least another year. Uh, it'd be good asset management for them for a change to do that. Um, well, Fiala would bounce out of there so fast. Well, he, he'd be, yeah, so, yeah, he'd be, he'd be gone in 2023, but at the same point, so would JT Miller. So, like, whatever. So, like, you'd have to attach something, maybe a third-round right. pick, maybe a prospect. Who knows? 
You know, if we can send them like Kevin Fiala and fucking Ivan Lodnia, sure. Cool. Let's do that. I don't want to see Kevin Fiala go. Yeah. And I think I would I I think I would rather have Kevin Fiala than JT Miller. However, if you are Bill Guerin and you understand that Kevin Fiala is not going to be on this team either next year or in two years, he's not a part of your long-term vision or you just quite frankly can't afford him. Uh, who's to say if, if you are Bill Guerin and you are saying there's no chance that Kevin Fiala is on this team, either because we can't afford him or because we don't want him to be on this team for some fucking reason, then yeah, absolutely get what you can get. And JT Miller would be a great get. That being said, if you're, if you're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm kind of wiffle waffy wishy-washy on, on, you know, whether or not Fiala is going to be here. Like you don't make that trade. If you're pretty sure Fiala is gone, you only make that trade. Right. If you're a hundred percent sure that Kevin Fiala will not be on this team long-term, which like he probably won't be. And that stinks. So like, yeah, well, in that case, then, yeah, really- then you, you have a, you have a cost controlled elite, uh, maybe not elite, but you have a cost controlled, very, 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 very good one Z for basically the same. He's like, he makes like 250 grand more than Fiala does. Right. And no, you have that for an extra year. Like that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up. We, yeah. we talked, we touched on this. We said, if Fiala's going somewhere, if we are trading him, it better be for someone who is going to directly improve your first line center deck. I yeah. mean, we've, we've been on this train for a long time. We, we realized Fiala more than likely is out the door next year, the year after he's not we're, we can't afford him. I mean, no. I, I hate to tell you wild fans, I really hope we can. I really hope it's going to be something that I'm dead wrong on. I, I hope to God I'm wrong on it, but Kevin Fiala is not here long-term. Jordan Greenway is not here long-term. Nope. Deb, you touched on that for the season, and I was trying to dial you back a little bit, like, come on, Greener. Come on, he's, he's a great player. He is a great player. I, I really he is like a great that. player. I'm, I'm a, great a player. huge fan. And same with Fiala, too. And, like, the thing yes. is, it's like, it, it it feels kind of dumb to trade Fiala now because this would be like right. kind of a sell low point. Um, yeah. Like I, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but like Kevin Fiala's fancy stats, he is underperforming the offense that he's generating from like a, both a goals and assist standpoint. He's underperforming by a, the, by a mile. Like he's, yeah. he's minus point three minus 3.9 expected goals uh, differential, which basically means he should have four more goals than he does. And he's, he's and, going to be top three in points by the end of the season. This isn't, it, it, it's just in top three in the wild. I'm saying yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Caprizov, Zuccarello, Fiala. It, it isn't a surprise. In whatever isn't order. Shock Maybe Eck over Zuccarello. Cause he keeps the lizard King as much as I, as much as I love the lizard King, he keeps missing games. Point a game though, Dev. As long as he's, he's playing, playing great. <laughs> Point a game. Zuccarello is the man. I, I'm so happy we signed him. When we signed, I, love him. I was very excited about Zuccarello. Um, the contract itself it made me kind of go, really? Was it six years, wasn't it, Dev? Uh, I believe it was six by six, yeah. Six by six, which made me go, six years of Zuccarello? And now I'm like, give me six years of Zuccarello. Give me all of the years. <laughs> you know, bring me back in time so the Wild could draft him. Give me, like, all of Zuccarello. <laughs> I, so yeah. the funny thing, I remember when we signed him, uh, it was a five by six, excuse me. So he's only five years. Um, oh, he's still got three more years with us. Wow. Yeah, baby. Yeah, three, three more. Um, yeah. 
So I do remember, I do remember that when, when the wild signed him, um, a couple of my Rangers friends reached out and were like, you're going to fucking love this guy. And Ooh, then the first awesome. year happened and I was kind of like, I don't know. He seems like a good dude, but like, I don't know if I fucking love him. And then last year happened. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> dude, that, that, uh, the video of him in the locker room with the, he just, dude, I love, I love Matt Sticker. I'm all He's... aboard. I love the Lizard King. And, and him with uh, Kaprizov kind of getting our, getting our Russian prince. Just down to earth and you know calm yeah. in the state of hockey. Yeah, and that's a big part of that. And then those two got a huge bromance, and we love to see it. It's true. Um, Dude, I, I really do believe he's going to be he's going to be part of the reason the Minnesota Wild not only win a playoff series this year. I think they go on a run. I think the I Minnesota Wild. I, I think they go on a little run this year to wet the. Wet, I'm going to say it is wet the whistle for the fans. You know, give sure. them a little playoff success. I'm not saying they're going to the cup, but it really wouldn't blow me away to see this team in the conference finals. Like it really would like if I saw it, I wouldn't be like, wow, I never saw that coming. Like it'd be, but yeah, I mean, this team's good. They should be playing at this level. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's so that's actually going to tie into what my wild take is this week. No, let's, um, let's hit wild. So let's, at that point. let's go. Um, yeah, no, that, that actually is my wild take is that I think that this team uh, is a buyer at the deadline and we we trade for a move we trade for probably a rental one c maybe it's hurdle maybe it's jt miller i really like hurdle i would really love like hurdle that. hurdle yeah. hurdle is number one on my wish list for that oh yeah um i don't i also would imagine that he's going to be by far the most expensive especially because the sharks are starting to stink again like when the sharks yeah, were good, are. everybody was like, "Oh, okay, maybe they won't sell him." And no, uh, no, they're probably going to sell him. They're they're not very good, just kind of like we all we thought. Can get Nick Benino on a cheap deal. <laughs> I would hate that. I would hate it. It doesn't really no, fit a it. need for us, but to bring no, back the Benino like, bit, you know, bring back the bit. I feel like just depth. I mean, he's yeah. I don't know why they didn't bring him back this year. I think personally, oh, he, 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 he's, he's, he uh, he's he's making like a million more than what we offered him. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's why he's not here. So I think I think he might I think he might actually be on a two year deal too. Yeah, two year deal. That's that's why is two years. Good for him. I mean, yeah. it sucks we didn't get the bit back, but I'm glad he's making his. He's a good dude. Hundred percent. Unfortunately, that does pretty much rule out us trading for him at the deadline because there's no yeah. chance that he would be on this <laughs> roster next year. <laughs> there's no chance. Um. Anyway, I uh I I think that the Wild are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um. I love it. There are, as far as I can tell, the, the, okay, look, for a very, very long time, the Central Division was like the juggernaut division, and the Pacific Division was like good enough. Um, you know, the Kings were pretty good. The Ducks were always like frisky. Um, you know, Alberta was good. Uh, you know, both both of the Alberta teams were solid. Uh, Vancouver right. was like usually okay. They weren't okay. they weren't a dumpster fire. Arizona has always been pretty bad. San Jose has been really good and then also really bad and then really good again. Um, the Western Conference has been really, really strong for a long time and that's just not the case this year. It's not a no. very str- it's not very strong. No, it's there not are, at all. By my estimation, there are five teams that are legit. Like if any of these five teams come out of the West, I would it would make sense. And the other 11, there's no chance in hell. It's the Oilers, it's Vegas, it's uh, us, it's, it's, it's Colorado, and 
maybe Calgary if you think maybe. that what they're doing I is still real. Don't, I, and I'm, I still I, look at their OT losses number, and I'm just like, they have nine losses. Yeah. No, I, no I, that's fair. You know, I haven't. It's nine losses. I haven't it's watched nine. them. I haven't watched them play. I, Precisely. Either but either. you see it and you hear it, and the, the advanced numbers look good, and blah blah blah. So, like, maybe they would be the fifth team in that scenario. But really, there's four teams. And, you know, I'm sure that... I think if we're being fair, we should put Calgary in it. We, If we're going to be fair, I mean... Sure. Early season success, sure. That's a fifth team. That's definitely sure. the fifth team. Um, but, like, <laughs> even even in those five, I like Minnesota's chances against everybody. Yeah. Like, we always I, play Vegas yeah. tough. We always play Vegas tough. We... Don't typically play Vancouver or uh, not Vancouver Edmonton very well, but Edmonton kind of sucks ass in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and they just they're just them. not built for the playoffs, and we fucking no. are. Yeah, um, Colorado scares me the most, and they're kind of underperforming this year. Part of that is because Nathan McKinnon's hurt; he'll be back in like two weeks. So, like you know, no, look out back, at that point. Man. Oh, is he back, back now? Okay, yeah. I thought he I thought he still had another no, week or two. He just got back. He had two okay. assists last night in their eight to three drilling. God, I can't shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk too much shit because it's Toronto, so usually I'm the one kind of talking shit on Toronto, but good for Nathan McKinnon to get his two assists. Welcome back, back, Big Daddy Nate. Yeah. I hope, your, uh, you got I hope your chickpea pasta was worth it. Yeah. Um, oh, listen. I think, uh, who, who was our betting buddy we had on? Was that Doug Greenberg? Doug Greenberg. Doug Greenberg said it best, I think. He, he hit the nail on the head. Minnesota Wild right now are the team to beat in the Central. He, 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 I will give credit where it is due because yep. he said it. He told me, Colorado, yeah, sure, whatever. You can, you can hype them up all you want, but they lost some key parts. Philip Grubauer ain't coming back, and even though he hasn't been the goalie he was and been pretty whatever, bad. <laughs> but come on, he's playing for a Seattle team that's not very good either. A Seattle team that's not very good, sure, but they are built to be defensive. They should be, he, he, but he what I'm trying be, to say here he is you be lost a Vesna candidate goalie, you know. Right, and you replaced him with the milkman. With, with a guy <laughs> who's going to play half your games. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Kemper is the king of being, wow, he's so good for three weeks, and then he gets an injury and comes back average. It's just really, his yeah. whole career has been that. Even when he was with the Wild, he showed promise and whatever. But, I, dude, I love that Wild take. Like I said, I, this team – we're built for playoffs. We play physical. We score goals. Right. We have goaltending when it matters. We've already touched on that. You can't tell us we're wrong on that. We do have goaltending when it matters. Um, really, I think the thing with the Wild is take less penalties and maybe get draw or take less penalties and draw more. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. We need to get on the power play more, and we need to be on the penalty kill less. Obviously. Duh, that's just like <laughs> common sense when it comes to hockey, but yeah. we're not doing it. So, and we're winning when we're not doing it. So, we just need to get a little better in those categories. But this wild team is built, yes, they're, they're built different compared to these other teams. This is a team that you feel like, wow, they could make a run in the playoffs. It isn't this 2015, the 2016, right. and the 2018 and 19 seasons. I'd say 2017 is the only year when the wild made the playoffs. I truly believe, like, wow, this team can make a run. They're going to beat the Blues first round because we're home, whatever. Like, we've never had a home playoffs here. No, we're going to beat the and Jets first round. That. I can feel it. Uh, it's either going to be Jets or the Preds. I don't – something about the Preds tells me they're going to stick around. Something about them. 
I don't I don't think uh I think Granlin's really found his second wave of his career there right now. Yeah, yes. which is like happy for him. Happy for Grant. Dude, we're not granny haters. We, we love, love Granlin. Yeah, we like this we like Granny. He just wasn't, you know, a clutch player for us when it came well, down yeah, to Yeah, he wasn't playoffs the guy. Stuff, He's he was a guy. He was not the guy. And that's guy. fine. That is fine. And he is the guy right now in Nashville. He's got twenty five points. He tied with our Russian prince for the third time I've dropped that this year yeah. or this uh pot alone. But <laughs> dude, twenty five points out of him? Come on, man. He's he, this guy is rejuvenating his career a bit after everyone's saying we uh we we completely won the trade and I was one of them saying that. Now I'm looking back saying, hmm, did we? Sure we got we Fiala, but are we gonna have him? Well, are we gonna have Fiala as long as they Granlin signed a nice new deal with them? So Granny's there. Granny yeah. Granny is uh he's there, he's six in the league in points. Like I don't know, man. I feel like we gotta let this trade play out a little bit more. Hundred percent. We jumped on it a little quick in my opinion to say that yeah. we won that trade. That's fair. That's very fair. All right, uh, Zooch, what is, uh, what's your wild take, my friend? My wild take, I'm kind of going along the same lines as you as us making the conference finals. But I'm going to go out here, not on a complete limb, but I think it's going to be Minnesota and Edmonton in the conference finals this year. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. That I, just feels and right. That's my wild take. I feel like that just seems right. It feels Fitting in a weird year after COVID, everyone's hyping up the Jet or the Jets, not the Jets, the Oilers, Abs, and oh, the and Knights, and everyone's hyping up these teams. Like, oh wow, it's going to be the Wild and Oilers that end up yeah. going and making the final. They're going to be like, oh well, what are we going to talk about now? We got the cold Alberta and and cold Minnesota. What the hell are we going <laughs> to talk about? Booger McFarland is going to be having a field day. He's going to be like, these guys don't have anything else better to do. Oh man, Booger. Talking shit about our cup snake, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just my that, that that's just my gut feeling. I have a feeling the Wild are making it to the conference finals, and it really pains me because I didn't say we're gonna make the cup because I really don't think we will this year. But Honestly, man, I, I you know what? They Fuck draw it. Edmonton. Who knows? It's called a wild take for a reason. The Wild are going to go to a cup. They're gonna play for the cup. Not I'm yeah. not ever gonna say that the Wild are gonna win the cup except for when I do, but. Um, they're they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna play for the cup this year. It's a wild take for a reason. Let's fucking go. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's our wild takes. I mean, wild in the conference finals. I love it. I love that we're on the same page there because when I was when I was thinking about it, today, I was like, you know what? Ten of fourteen. They're never really out of a game. No. They've had one stinker all year. And what yeah. what is that? The Preds. Uh, Kraken, Preds. Kraken, and Preds. You could argue. Well, two you stinkers. could say the. You could say the Preds too. Yeah. The but, Preds was worse, probably. The Kraken was yeah, a stinker. Honestly, yes, the Kraken. You can call it a stinker, but they scored two empty net goals. I mean, yeah, it it, it, it it looked really bad in the moment. Looked it bad. looks yes. It it looks worse on paper than it probably was, but yes, it it looked exactly. really bad. It but it did it look did really look bad. bad in person. <laughs> <laughs> No, they didn't play good that game. But no, not their not their best effort. Um, but this was definitely our best effort. Thank you very much for listening to the Wild Takes podcast. That's going to do it for us. It's been a great great time. Thank you very much for listening. Go check out 10K Takes, where you can read read all about the world record cup snake and the in depth look there. We also bring you uh, prospect analysis and other things around the state of Minnesota. There's going to be a Christmas blog coming out soon. 
We hope oh, that yeah. uh, Christmas party coming up this Friday. Right? Saturday, you're going to see some pictures of some goofy dressed people. You got to so keep an eye out for that. Definitely keep an eye out for the brand. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Have a terrific time whenever you are uh, listening and giving this a giving this a holler. It is a pleasure to have you along the ride with us. Let's go wild, long live the piss missile. Let's go, baby.